Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the goodness of the King, for the word that is about to be preached, for the devotion, for the worship, for the privilege of being able just to enjoy the goodness and presence of the Lord. We lift up the family as they head back to Virginia. Give traveling mercy. Give your protection, your guidance, and your help. We are thankful to you today that we can have people from Vallejo, Virginia, come here to visit here. We can have people on Bible study from San Diego. People from all over that, Lord, at times, just to say hello, can just call or they want to be a part. We thank you. We thank you for being here, we thank you that you allow us to even call on the powerful name of Jesus. For your name is high and lifted up. Your name is above every name. And it is at the name of Jesus that one day every knee shall bow to the King of glory. Pray that, Lord, you'll anoint me today as I preach the word. May, Lord, the word have the effect that you have caused it to have calling it to heaven. We do honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. 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 Brother Small is going to have to head to his service over in the East Bay. And so we're just grateful, brother. Look forward to seeing him next week. In your Bibles, if you want to turn, turn with me, please, to the book of Esther. We have started a new study in the book of Esther. I'm going to read verse 18 again. I'm going to read 18 through 22. 19 through 22 is our main focus. And as you know, I normally do verse by verse. But we have been in, in Esther, and we are just kind of going along with what God is doing, the plot. This is how it reads in Esther chapter 1, verses 18 through 22. This very day, the noble women of Persia and Media, who have heard of the queen's behavior, will say the same to all the king's officials. And there will be contempt and wrath in plenty. If it please the king, let a royal order go out from him and let it be written among the laws of the Persians and the Medes so that it may not be repealed. That Vashti is never again to come before King Ahasuerus and let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. So when the decree made by the king is proclaimed throughout all his kingdom, for it is vast, all women will give honor to their husbands high and low alike. This advice pleased the king and the princes, and the king did as Mamukin proposed. He sent letters to all the royal provinces, to every province in its own script, and to every people in its own language, that every man be master in his own household and speak according to the language of his people. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 26. And I'll give the context in a moment. Why submit to your own husbands as to the Lord? For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also why should submit to everything and everything to the husbands? Now, check this out. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. The title that we continue with is There is no other who can do what God does, part four. There is no other who can do what God does. We are in our fourth message in regards to this book, 
of Esther, a fascinating book. Uh, let me ask you, how do you save faith in the midst of a scandal? How do you save faith in the midst of a scandal? The party that King Ahasuerus, or also known as King Xerxes, had given on the final day, the last seven days, when the people um, high and low were able to come to the king's garden and have as much as they wanted to drink. He said, officials, don't prevent anybody from having as much as they want. Let them have all they want. However, this high note has ended on a low note when Vashti, the queen, refused to come when the king had called her. There had been a six-month period where King Ahasuerus had given a banquet or had given this royal party to his officials. Six months. Can you imagine having a party for six months? Lord have mercy. He was, he was showing his vast wealth. He was showing how magnificent the citadel was. Uh, he, he was showing in the fortified city of Susa his great power. Then on the last seven days of the feast, which was also common in, regard, in regards to the Medes and the Persians, it was common to close it out with a seven-day feast. But in this regards, when the feast is coming to an end, the king probably have having a little bit too much to drink, along with all the officials said, bring Vashti in so that everybody can see how beautiful and formly she is. Bring her in. Now, Vashti was also giving, giving at that time a party for the women in the palace, she being the queen. And when the request came and to come with her crown, she said no. No. It's quiet. She said no to King Xerxes, and he flew into a rage. This brings us to the point where we are at this time where the party, after being high, comes to a crashing halt. The laws of the Medes and the Persians were binding. When the king gave an order, and it was a law, it could not be changed nor repealed even by the king. Queen Vashti's response actually is honorable based on the request. She didn't want to come having all these gawking eyes looking at her. And she knew that there would be consequences, but did not know what it was. We pick up now with point three today. A rash decision does not limit God's power. A rash decision does not limit God's power. We can speculate that with the free flowing of alcohol, that King Xerxes and his advisors made a rash decision based on trying to save face. You got to be careful when you try to save face. When you've gotten embarrassed that you don't do something to the extreme. You've got to be very, very careful because bad decisions can be made when you have been brought low. Nobody has been uh, said no to, to this king. Get this. He is the king over 127 provinces. 
He has conquered various places and nations, has brought the people from, um, has, has, well, in King Nebuchadnezzar, has brought the people from Babylon, but he defeated King Nebuchadnezzar, and he's now the person that's in charge. Here is this great man, this great king, having conquered so much, and his wife says, no, I'm not coming. How embarrassed he must have been. That's why I think he flew into a rage. Part of the reason. The little alcohol probably sent it to another level. But he's angry. We have the seven eunuchs that went to go get Queen Vashti. We have now the seven advisors who are advising the king based on his anger and saying what should be done. And it's the seventh person mentioned in the list, Mamukin, who gives this official response or give this response. If it please the king, let a royal order go out from him. This is Mamukin speaking, who evidently has some clout. And let it be written among the laws of the Persians, the Medes, listen, so that it may not be repealed. They are about to make a law based on a rash decision without a lot of counsel because they're upset. A law that cannot be repealed. Sometimes we do things. And we forever throughout life regret the decision that we made. He says that, that Queen Vashti, that she never again come before the king of Hosuerus, made the decree say that she can't come into the presence of the king again. And let the king give her royal position to another who is better than she. Get this, God is behind the scene, can take the chaos of a situation and turn it into good. Now get this. Let someone better, uh-uh, uh-uh, not so much better, but yet Esther would be, it would be get someone who's going to be obedient. That's what he's really saying. Better is translated obedient. So when the decree made by the king is proclaimed throughout all his kingdom, get this, for it is vast. He's just kind of now sucking up to the king because you got a king, you, you the big man. You got a vast kingdom, which you say goes, dog. I mean, king. <laughs> you the man. Go ahead and put it in right, man. We get the couriers, take it on downtown, pass it out. That all women will give honor to their husbands, high and low. Even the low ones gonna get some respect. Even those when the women are picking them up by the neck, calling them, be a man. <laughs> As I mentioned the last time that the ending of this party given by the king has ended abruptly. You know how you end a party and the last person go, you're waving your hands. Man, I had a wonderful time. That ain't how that party ended. (laughs) That party ended. Advisors, now get over here. (laughs) Oh, Lord, the king is upset. The decision made to enact this rash decision can be, we can look at four things, four points. The king's anger, the permanency of the Medes and Persian law, to secure, number three, a more obedient queen, and four, to quash any problems from the wise at home. Again, the king's anger, the permanency of the Medes and the Persians law, number three, 
to secure a better or what we will say an obedient queen and to quash any problems from the wise at home. When we are in a quiet place, when others may not be around, there is often a reflection of the decisions that we have made, whether in haste or whether we've done it through planning. When you are by yourself, you often will reflect and think about what you've said and what you've done. Was it a good decision when everybody is gone, when you don't hear anything, you will oftentimes begin to ponder and think about, man, was that the best decision? Decisions that are made in haste and out of anger often have regret later on. We have spoken again about the king's anger and all this activity is taking place because of his rage. He flew into a rage. Those that are advising him now are not only thinking really about what Vashti has done, but they are thinking about what's going to happen if I also give wrong advice and the king is upset with me. They have to appeal to the king to deal with his anger. We've got to be very careful in this matter. The second thing, the permanency of the Medes and Persian law. When the law was put into effect, it could not be changed. This is what they set up. So that when the Medes and Persians stated a law and the king made it official, even the king could not change it. It gave absolute power to the king, absolute rule to him, and therefore he was bound by his own law. It's not good to enact legislation through rage and anger. When legislation comes about because of rage, it's fine to be angry in the right way. But when it is done in a rageful way, in order to get even with someone, it's not good because it often will come back to bite you. The third thing is the mention of separating or securing a better queen. This is the interesting thing that you note here. You don't want to forget this because this matter of a better queen also now introduces what's going to happen in chapter 2 when Esther comes on the scene. Now let's back up just for a moment. King Ahasuerus had ruled for 21 years, 485 to 465 B.C. In this matter of the king and his ruling, as I stated, he was going to be fighting or going to war against the Greeks. Alexander the Great was not on the scene at this time. He was going to avenge or try to avenge his father because of the Greeks' attack. So there was a planning process that was occurring during the same time that the king gave the party for his officials. It is believed that the planning went on for four years, from 485 to approximately 481 B.C. And it was 482 B.C., it is believed until 480, where he was in war. I'll throw this out again for those who may have taken note. It is believed that Queen Esther came to the throne in 479 B.C. And we'll get to that, but just want to put that out there. When the king came back having been defeated. And we'll look at why that's important because of the preparation of what it went through to get the next queen. I'm going to ask for just a few extra minutes today in preaching. I will be sure to get you out before the family has to go to Virginia today. So we will be out before they pack up and have to leave. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Uh, the, the fourth thing that we note, uh, let me just go back and say this. Regarding Queen Esther that will become queen, she's not queen yet. 
I, I want you to know that no matter what man may plan, God is always king of kings and Lord of lords. So even when evil may be planned, and we'll be seeing that, and Sister Michelle was touching based on this last, last time, uh, we'll see how God orchestrates things behind the scenes and how God is sovereign over the plans of man. The name of the Lord is not even mentioned in the book of Esther. But God's handprints are all over it. The first thing is Mimukin wanted to quash any problems from the wise in the future. So, King, this is my suggestion. Man, make a law that Queen Vashti can't come back into your presence. And then, and then, King, add to that, that wives, that husbands are to be the head of their wives in the household so that Anything the man says. Get, did you know in this thing that Mimukin says? King made the husbands have complete control. He does not say, as Ephesians says, husbands love your wives. You see, when it comes to the matter of obedience in the Bible and wives being submissive, it is not said in a way where men are to be abusive. It is said in a way because when a woman has been loved by the husband, it becomes a submissive willingness to actually allow him to lead. So it becomes a situation where the husband, in loving the wife, actually allows the wife to willingly submit. Why? Because as he follows the Lord, she follows him. For men that, are, that don't know the Lord, they don't, they don't have this. But Mamukin says nothing of this. this is, there's nothing about man's role in the sense of loving their wives or being respect, respectful. It only says that so that women won't get out of line. That's what he basically is saying. King, listen, Esther has dissed you. <laughs> I just want you to know. At Vashti, I'm sorry, not Esther. Vashti has just dissed you. She says, I ain't coming. Call me if you want. I am not coming. King. Man, you got you gotta do gotta do something about this. You gotta, please, King. Please, King. Can't have this. I just had a fight with my wife this morning. And I know things ain't gonna be nice when I get home. I need some I need something from you, King, when I go home today. So put this into effect quickly. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to deliver first thing to my wife. <laughs> oh, this decree is rash, and there's going to be regret later. The Bible says, 21, the advice pleased the king and the princess, and the king did as Mimukin proposed. He sent letters to all the provinces, to every province in his own script, and to every people in his own language, that every man be master in his own household, and speak according to the language of his people. Because there were vassals in the different places, vassals mean slave or those he had conquered, in these different provinces, they would have a carrier. Now, they, the Medes and the Persians had a tremendous and a great mail service so that they could get word out quickly, and this would be sent to all the provinces, it would be translated into every language, and it would be given. You have to imagine, as word began to also go out, that Vashti had not obeyed the king, that the, the word from the king that's now going out, people said, well, why did he give this? And it would be known because Vashti 
did not come to the, to the king when he called. Now understand, there is not a law on the books at this time of what is to be done when there's disobedience. They had to make this a law. It is done in a fit of rage, but this became the law. It was not a law. They didn't know what to do at this point. And so now we have this enacted. Please understand that this matter of Vashti not being able to come before the king anymore would mean that there would be a period of time when there would be no queen on the throne or ruling with him. It, it, it meant that when the king had calmed down and was no longer angry, he would have to give thought to what had happened and the decision that he made. We'll see that in two weeks when we come back, because next week we'll be dealing with the resurrection of the Lord on Easter Sunday. But you're going to note his response. There can be a lot of regret, as I said, when we have made certain decisions. Those that had heard Vashti say, I am not coming according to the king's words. All the people that may have heard were unsure what may have happened. And when she was going to be put aside, get this, everybody would then know. Where there were problems in households, it immediately shifted. Why? Because there would be a fear in the house based on what happened. If the women said something and didn't listen to their men, if they didn't listen to their husband, would they be, would they be banished from being able to be home or would they be sent away? This is so vitally important because it would change the structure of a home that may have been based on love to one that's now based on fear. And intimidation. As I bring this to a conclusion for today. This law has holes. That do not appear to have any restrictions. On man's responses. This matter of. What appears to be out of control. We're going to. We just see the, the mighty hand of God already working. Sometimes when you think. That you are in a desperate situation. And maybe when you are in a desperate situation. You don't know what to do. You can just step back and say. God has never lost control of this world. The, the Lord remains in control. Even when we royally blow it, God knows what to do to bring you out. He knows how to elevate, how to raise up. When it appears that everything was wrong, God knows what to do to bring about a change. That's why God can be comple completely trusted. Because he never makes a mistake and there's nothing too hard for him. You can just rest assured and say, God, I don't know what to do, but I know I can trust you. I, I don't know, Lord, what counsel to give, but I can trust you. That's why it's wonderful when we blow it. We can say, God, I blew it. Oh, my goodness. And say, God, say, yeah, I know. I'm already cleaning it up. <laughs> Ever heard the Lord say, don't, don't, don't say it. Don't, don't, don't say it. Right. Don't say, but I say, Lord, but I want to say it. I'm upset. I'm, don't, don't say it. Mark, don't say it. And then I say it. Why did I say it? <laughs> been there. Because what? You can't take back what's already been put out there. You can say, I'm sorry, but it's out there. <laughs> as we begin to look at this matter of how God begins to set things, as God is setting things in place, he takes the rashness of mankind and turns it into his glory. He takes a situation to where it appears that there's no hope 
and how God changes and turns things so that his people are provided for and taken care of. You can sometimes not even see it, but what God does behind the scenes, you should never forget. Because why? God is always, always working, even when you don't realize it. Always working. Our Heavenly Father, today we are grateful to you for your loving kindness and your mercy and your grace and your glory and your help. We recognize that even when foolish decisions are made by us and we respond or do things out of rashness or anger, that, Lord, you are able to still change those things. It means that, God, at times we may need to stop and pause and reflect, but it requires a person to hear the Lord, to have a personal relationship with you. There are times when people feel they are hearing the Lord and they don't know you, won't submit God to hear the Lord. We have to be in the word, in prayer. We have to be attuned to what the Spirit of God says. We can't make it up as we go, Lord, because your word does not contradict itself. So we pray today that your word will hit us hard in the heart, tie us and not, and yet, Lord, loosen the bondage of sin. We pray that, God, your word will free us from our own thinking and allow you to have the freedom to do that which we could never see or even imagine, that you will be honored and glorified, and that, Lord, we can say, just look at God at what the Lord has done. We thank you right now for your trustworthiness. We thank you right now that you are the king of glory. And we honor you and we bless you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. 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 Amen.